Welcome to the Nutrition Medicine Podcast. I'm Martin Harris, a nutrition medicine pharmacist. Nutrition medicine has been a life changer for me personally, for my family, and for many of my patients in my pharmacy and in my clinic. And that's why I'm really passionate about sharing what I've learned. So let's explore your health and vitality together. We'll investigate diet and lifestyle, conventional and complementary medicines, the latest research from nutrition medicine, and the things you can do to restore your natural state of radiant wellness. Episode 4, we're going to talk about the core of good health, which is your core, your digestion or your gut. That's the dad joke for the day. So many people ignore the fact that their digestion isn't as good as it could be, and that's ignoring the warning light on the dashboard of your car. So you take your car into a mechanic and say, this, this light's on, and he sticks a band-aid over the top and goes, there you go, fixed. You'd be pretty unhappy, wouldn't you? Well, the people I talk to in the pharmacy about their digestion, who often tell me, yeah, it's fine, but then I ask specific questions about everything from the mouth to the anus, and there's so many problems in there that it's not funny. They just don't, I guess people aren't really appreciating how important digestion is for health. So if you can take away one thing from nutrition medicine podcasts, it would be that digestion is the core for good health and often the pathway into, into bad health. For a start, 70% of your immune system resides in the gut around this thing called gut-associated lymphoid tissue. So we're in the middle of a pandemic as I'm doing this podcast and an immune system, a strong immune system, is really important for everybody. So therefore, good digestion is important for everybody. You'd think that would be a pretty obvious connection. And many chronic diseases are caused by inflammation, and inflammation is the immune system gone bad. So you can imagine, your digestion goes bad, your immune system goes bad, you get inflammation in the body, and there are many, many mechanisms for that that I'll touch on today. So you could say that many chronic diseases start in the gut. And that was certainly the case for me. You remember from podcast one, I talked about my dad having ankylosing spondylitis. When my dad was a young man, he joined the Navy and traveled all around the world, got some really great experiences, learned a trade. He was an electrical uh, electrician. And I didn't realize it for many, many years that my dad had a lot of gut issues. And he said that every time the ship pulled into a new port and they'd connect to a new water supply, He'd get a tummy bug and be laid up for a few days. So for all those informative years, my dad's gut was under a lot of pressure from all these bugs and, and, and weird pathogens, etc. And that's when his ankylosing spondylitis was diagnosed and, and flared up. Now that's not a, an uncommon story. If I talk to anybody with ankylosing spondylitis or any other autoimmune condition and ask them about their gut health, most of them will might start with a cursory year, it's fine. But when you dig down into it, it's really not fine. There are a lot of issues going on there. So the gut underlies many diseases. I did also tell you that when I was in my 30s, I got diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis, like my dad. I managed to turn it off by using good nutrition, 
and changing my diet and using key supplements like the fish oils and the zinc, etc. And I managed to have, or to be completely free from my ankylosing spondylitis, to pretty much have turned it off up until about three years ago. So I had, I had more than 15 years completely symptom-free. Then three years ago, I had a major exacerbation, and it was so severe that I couldn't even get out of bed for about three weeks. I couldn't even roll over in bed without being in severe pain. I remember in the morning, need to get up, empty the bladder, and thinking, whew, bit of a struggle here. I've got to get the 20 metres down the hallway. It's probably an exaggeration, probably 10 metres down the hallway to the toilet, and that would take me half an hour. It was a serious exacerbation of my disease. What caused that to flare up? Well, it was food poisoning. I went to a conference in Fiji, and on the second to last night, most of the conference attendees got food poisoning. So a lot of them woke up having been vomiting and diarrhea all night. I woke up thinking, whoa, that's a bad hangover, feeling a bit stiff and sore, really bad headache. So in my usual effect, in my usual style, I went to go for a run to, to run it off. And running along the beach in Fiji is quite pleasurable. But every step I took was just a pounding in my head. And then when I got home, every day just worse and worse and worse. I ended up going to the rheumatologist again. And he said, this is a very severe exacerbation. All your inflammatory markers are very much raised. He agreed it was probably due to the food poisoning. And he said it would take me a year to get well again, if I ever got well again, this is probably the start of the disease getting right out of control. So I took that as a serious challenge and I did some serious work with my diets and supplements up to another level. I actually had to take some steroids as well to help calm down the inflammation for a short period for a couple of weeks. But I, within three months, I was back to my usual self again, back doing yoga off all the medicines and tapering back down all the supplements again because I was doing so much work on my gut at that time. So there's a pretty strong connection there. And I know other people that have had what's called reactive arthritis where they get food poisoning and their arthritis flares. And it's not just arthritis, it can be any inflammatory condition. Which makes you wonder about the wisdom of giving people with arthritis anti-inflammatory drugs because they disrupt gut function Therefore, they disrupt your immune system. Therefore, they're making the disease worse in the long term. Now, I'm not suggesting people suffer. If you need pain relief, take pain relief. I took some steroids when I had my major exacerbation. But it's short term, just to get you through a real sticky patch. Long term, we need to look at what's causing it. I've got a diagram that I've written in my, uh, in my book. I wrote a book a number of years ago about the importance of nutrition for health and wellness. And the the this diagram, the first component starts with diet. If the diet is poor, then that will actually impair your digestion. And once you've got an impaired digestion, then you'll end up with nutrient deficiencies because you can't absorb them properly. But in any case, your diet was poor, so there's very little nutrients going in anyway, so it's a double whammy. And when you have impaired digestion, then that sets up all the immune cells to be hyperreactive, and you can then start having allergies or sensitivities to food that you eat. So you restrict your diet, which causes more nutrient deficiencies. And that goes on to disrupt all the bacteria in the bowel. The immune system gets activated. You'll be in an inflammatory state. You may lose weight, you may gain weight, depending on what your genes say. And then all the conditions like hay fever, asthma, 
migraine, eczema, pain, indigestion, IBS, arthritis, all these things manifest greatly, which puts a lot of stress on your body. That stress can lead to hormone imbalances, which can put pressure on your brain and make you less capable of looking after yourself. So you eat an even poorer diet. So you can see, you can't see because I'm talking, you can imagine the loop that goes around with the starting with the poor diet that leads to continuous poor health. So digestion is really, really important for many, many factors. Any inflammatory condition will be made worse if you've got digestive problems, as I pointed out with my arthritis. But it can also affect conditions like asthma, which has a strong inflammatory component to it as well. So if you've got wrong bacteria in your gut, they'll produce this byproduct called lipopolysaccharide, which is very toxic. If it gets into the bloodstream, it will set off inflammation throughout the body. Compare that if you have a digestive tract with all the good bacteria in it. Those good bacteria produce LTA, which is lycotrienic acid or something similar. And that produces anti-inflammatory cells. And so your inflammation dies down. So it's pretty important for your overall inflammation throughout your body if you get the right bacteria in your gut. These aren't just little guys that are hanging on. These guys contribute to most of our genetic material. The bacteria in our gut are technically more important the genes that they have than the genes that we have. They outnumber our genes more than 10 to 1. I remember a patient of mine um, had a history of, he was quite an elderly gentleman in his 80s, he was reasonably fit for 80s, but he always was on antibiotics and he was always on a lot of arthritis medications. And eventually when he died, his wife was much younger than about 20 years younger. We were talking about the things we could have done for her husband and I remember her saying, what do you think it is, Martin? And I said, well, you know, it could be a number of things, but, you know, I'd suspect that there's a strong digestive component. And she said, wow, that's interesting because two of our children have got celiac disease. And when my husband used the toilet, it was like a toxic waste dump. No one could use it for an hour afterwards. He always had gut problems, but he refused to do anything about it. And that's a shame because, you know, while he did lead a pretty good life into his 80s, maybe he could have lived to 100. Who knows? So if you don't digest all your proteins properly, the undigested particles also stimulate the immune system to do crazy things in your body. And of course we know if you're deficient in any nutrients, then a lot of metabolic pathways just won't work. In fact, in the asthma example, if you give children fish oils, they've got a 30% lower risk of getting asthma than if they don't take fish oils. It's pretty amazing. And there's a strong connection between your digestive tract, and your brain as well. It's called the gut-brain axis. We're not sure whether a lot of conditions start in the gut and then affect the brain, or they start in the brain and then affect the gut, but there's certainly a very, very strong connection. The second biggest network of nerves in the body is in the gut, second only to the brain. It's significant. And you think about it, your gut is the main window from the outside world into your body, so it's important there's a very strong immune system and a very strong nervous system there. Just makes sense. So to have a good digestive system, you need to get your diet right. Plenty of good protein, plenty of good fats, plenty of vitamins and minerals. You've got to get the balance of your macronutrients right, so not too high in sugar. 
or refined carbohydrates. And then that will help to nourish your, the lining of the gastrointestinal tract and put you in overall good health. A lot of medicines can interfere with the digestive tract too, which is a bit of a worry. In fact, in my last podcast I talked about the proton pump inhibitors like omeprazole disrupting digestion, even though they're used to treat digestion. So they lower stomach acid significantly, and stomach acid is not the bad guy. We need stomach acid to digest all our proteins for our, to make our muscles and our neurotransmitters and our hormones and our enzymes. We need stomach acid to kill any bugs that come into our body from our food. The stomach acid's actually the trigger when it hits the intestines for the pancreas to produce all the digestive enzymes that will then digest all your food. So without acid in the stomach, the pancreas never gets the message to produce the digestive enzymes and we get these big undigested proteins going through, causing grief on our immune system. Our immune system will recognise the small amino acids from within protein and use those as food, but the big proteins and peptides it thinks are foreign molecules and will set up a response against them. So you could be eating a nice piece of food, uh, for example a peanut butter sandwich, and your body doesn't recognise that as food, it recognises that as an invader and sets up an immune response to protect you against that particular invader, which can then damage a lot of the tissues in your body. And that's how a lot of these food allergies work. So it's important that we get the balance of our good bacteria right in our body. I've put together a total gut restoration program where we combine diet with these pretty amazing bacteria called sporebiotics which nourish the gastrointestinal tract to heal up all the mucosal lining that might be damaged and get the right balance of the keystone strains of bacteria, puts in all the prebiotics that will grow all the positive strains of bacteria but not grow the bad ones, repair the mucosal lining and we're getting great responses with that for people not just with gut issues but with inflammatory conditions all over their body. Like a woman with about a 60-year history of psoriasis. This elderly woman, nothing had worked. And when I say nothing had worked, you should see what she's tried. The list is incredible. She has tried. I couldn't think of anything that wasn't on the list, to be be honest. But we got about a 60% resolution in, in her psoriasis just using that total gut restoration program. So key message here is digestion is the core of good health. Don't put a sticking plaster over it. If you have any issues with swallowing, heartburn, uh, bloating, um, diarrhea, constipation, wind. These are just warning signs that your digestive tract is not feeling 100%. And unless you resolve that, it's going to pop up as something else in your body. So come and talk to our team about the Total Gut Restoration Program. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode. If you want to find out more about nutrition medicine, visit our website, which is nutritionmedicine.nz. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you'd like to book an appointment to see me or one of my team in the Nutrition Medicine Clinic, then email our clinic manager at clinic at nutritionmedicine.nz.